When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Splash, splash, splash. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. And its advanced beating technology keeps you seeing safely all year long. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Pick some up at Walmart today. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Just a little over two years ago, UK singer Israel Portnoy, who now resides in his namesake country of Israel, lost his entire musical instrument collection along with countless books of lyrics, journals, and poetry in a fire that swept through the village that he was living in at the time. The only personal belongings that survived were the clothes that he was wearing and his vintage 1963 12-string guitar that he had taken with him earlier in the day. That guitar, along with countless friends and family, helped him recover, at least emotionally, and led him to write and record his latest project, Facing Flames, featuring Gilda, which was the name he lovingly called his guitar. Israel joins me for this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his experience and his new record. Hi Israel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to join us for the show. I am speaking to you... Are you in Tel Aviv? Is that correct? I'm uh, about 20 minutes out of Tel Aviv. I'm in a, a, a bit of a village. It's a green village. It's called Bet uh, Meir, which means the house of light. Yeah. But it's not It's not a city, but the city it's closest to is, is definitely Tel Aviv, yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, obviously I, I hear a, um, a European accent. Did you? Uh, how long have you been in Tel Aviv? Where did you, uh, did you grow up in the UK? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm English, and I um, I moved to Israel on my own in my late teens. Okay. Um, and uh, I've been here, been, been here since, yeah. What led you there? Well, uh, my name is Israel, so I didn't really have much of a choice, right? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it was kind of, uh, you know, returning to my roots. Um, I have family here. Uh-huh. I have, I have uh, history here and ancestry here, so uh, it, it felt felt right you know yeah going, going, back, going back to my homeland right that's cool did you grow yeah. up with music as as part of your life very much so yeah my dad was a orchestra conductor and arranger 
um, and a vocalist himself um, for many years. Actually, by the time I was growing up, he had actually changed professions. He was he was a rabbi actually by the time I was growing oh, up. Oh wow! Okay. And um, he couldn't quite um, didn't quite work out for him the music thing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we very much grew up in a very musical household, and one of nine kids, and both my parents are musical and um we were always you know singing together and harmonizing together around the around the family table and there's always instruments in the living room so we kind of just gravitated towards that and obviously in england the weather's not particularly good so you know you can't really go out much so uh, you're left with no choice you have to play music in the living room was there a time or a moment that you recall thinking i'd really like to pursue this seriously when i grow up um, it's funny. I've been asked that before, and I still don't have. I just still don't have a good answer for it. The, the, the honest truth is because I feel like it was never. It was never really a choice. It was almost just like the obvious. You know, it was the thing that I was just pulled to, and it wasn't like a. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this for a job. It was like I always did it and loved doing it, and you know, played a couple of wedding gigs that you know paid that paid me money when I was a teenager, yeah. which already gave me. A taste of like, oh, you can make money and do right, what you love. Right, yeah, it was. It wasn't like, hey, oh, what's my career choice going to be? How am I going to make a living? I'm going to do music, and as much as it was like, happened to just coincide the, you know, the thing that I love doing most. So I'm really, really lucky from, from you know, from that. Has it been something that you've been able to pursue as a full time career, or did you have other vocations along the way? Um. I'm very lucky in that I've managed to um, do music um, exclusively my whole life, pretty much. Yeah, uh, it's a real blessing and a lot of luck. Yeah. What were your influences along the way? What What led you to the genre of music? When I listen to the things that you've created, I get this uh, Americana folk rock feel. Were those some of your influences growing up? So when I was uh, much younger, we actually at home, um, I grew up in, in, in a, a religious Jewish household where we didn't really have exposure to um, non-Jewish music inside the house. It was kind of very, you know, we would listen to lots of uh, liturgical music, things which were related to, you know, the prayer and, 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 and services and, and religious music. And my earliest exposure really to to other music was from a very young age on the radio too every day on the way to school we'd travel an hour into school and an hour back from school and the the uh, we had a rotor and uh, with this with this driver who would you know take a whole bunch of kids and he um he, his name was Mr. Mann, actually and he mm-hmm. used to play radio radio too every day for an hour on the way to school and on the way back from school and I didn't even know what I was listening to. I didn't necessarily know who the artists were or even the, the names of the songs, but hmm. I I got a lot of, of music. It was like two hours every day from the age of four years old to, you know, 16. And um, that's where a lot of music influence come from, comes from. And indeed, there definitely was a lot of that, um, you know, as you say, Americana, some kind of mix of folk and rock and yeah. some country and, some, and all of that. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I really... You know, I think I, I got really turned onto the guitar very young, um, and you know, I, was, I loved Eric Clapton and, and you know any of like the British guys who were kind of the link 
to the, the, sure. the you know the American um, guitar thing and Americana thing, and yeah, it kind of just went from there really. So I think the love of guitar kind of naturally ends up taking you to that you know to that place where you know folk and blues and country and rock all kind of meet mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. the instrument naturally really gravitates to that place. So um, I guess it happened quite naturally. Yeah. I, knowing a little bit about early British music, the British rock invasion, and you know the the British folk music, uh, lots of history there. Moving from from uh, the UK then into Israel and that part of the country, how was that transition for you musically? Are, are they where you are now? Are they in tune to the same styles of music? It was actually an incredibly mind-opening experience moving here from you know um from a musical mindset because as you say you know the beatles and all that stuff that i was coming from was very much you know western music and you know the smallest musical uh, interval um you know the the, the the uh you know we have semitones is is like you know the smallest um, distance between two notes and all of a sudden you come to a place and, and there's actually there's quarter tones right there's these mm-hmm. like much more these microtonal sounds these 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 like very typically eastern um, sounds that you're not even used to and and that you can't even necessarily play on on, on you know on a piano or most instruments mm-hmm. um, so and obviously there's different scales and, and the different different kind of textures and vibe and chord sequences and, 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 and it's a different language. So it was very, very, um, you know, very mind-opening to me and mm. uh, really, really beautiful. And what's so great about Israel is that there's just like a huge range of, uh, of, of music. I mean, there's people here who, you know, love rock and roll and, and there's, there's people who love blues and mm, there's people... Okay. You know, and there's people who who listen to all kinds of music that they don't even know what they're talking about, and and <laughs> and, and, and you know, and you've also got this like Middle Eastern depth, um, and like lots of in, lots of fretless instruments. You know, like I was saying, with like with the whole quarter tone thing sure, and, yeah. and microtone thing, and 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 that's just yeah, it's really like worlds colliding. Uh, it's really beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. So you had a fairly tragic event uh, um, a couple years ago that led you ultimately to the new record that um, that is out now for you. Tell us a little bit about that and how that has inspired this new music. Sure. So, yeah, it was about uh, two years ago. Well, it was actually two years exactly to the date that I released it. Um, it was May the... It was um, May the 23rd, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were living in, in a, a pretty little green village um, in central Israel. And there was a forest fire which broke out. And um, we, we were basically, I say forest fire, we were surrounded kind of by like forest area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nobody suspected it would, you know, actually um come into the village because there's been many forest fires before and you know they usually get under control pretty fast not really anything to worry about but we took you know precautionary measures and we were all told to sort of you know leave our houses and 
and um, you know come back once the forest fire was under control. And I was uh, strumming on my very very beloved twelve string guitar. Um, it's actually an American Guild, it's a sixty three mm. Guild, and um, I um, I was whole, I was playing it at the time. I was strumming, so I thought, you know what? Well, if we're leaving anyway, I'll, I'll take it with me. You know, I didn't think to take a wallet or my ID or anything else. I just wow. thought, if we're, if we're going to the entrance of the, of the village, I, I, you know, I'm anyway playing it. It's kind of like this bunch of you know artists and hippies kind of vibe. So it makes sense. It's the kind of place you would kind of just take a guitar with you to a communal gathering as you were waiting to yeah. be allowed back in. So uh, I took it with me, and of course I, I didn't know. But to cut a very long story short, the next time I returned to the house, um, you know, it was completely, um, you know, it was the, the, even the walls of the house didn't exist. It was just completely decimated. Wow. And it, an it wasn't just my house. Yeah. The entire the entire village was just burned down to the ground. And I had a home studio. I mean, there was like 20 guitars in that fire. Oh. And, mm. but, you know, hard drives of music and books. Uh, I was a big, I was quite big on, I still am big on um, writing uh books and you know writing lyrics in, in physical you know yeah. pen and paper yeah I, I still am now just i have the brains to take a photo of it and store it in google photo <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah you only need to make that mistake one and right. uh yeah it was a pretty you know i'm not gonna lie it was a tragic event but um after a, a whole bunch of months of you know wondering how and, and a lot of help later i should say you know humanity really show the beautiful colors and everyone kind of got together and, and, and helped out. I mean, like you're talking, like you go from knowing what you know is your life to not having a toothbrush, you know, and, um, and, uh, or, or an ID. Like I didn't have an ID in this world. It's like very strange. Mm. Um, but what I did have was Gilda. Gilda is, is my trusty 12 string guitar. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice and beaten 12 string. And at first I, um, I don't know what it was. I, uh, I, I joke my, my corny, Corny dad jokes. I say it's a, it was Survivors Guild. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I, for some reason, I couldn't touch the, the guitar for actually for, for quite a few weeks. Mm. Um, and eventually, though, I uh, came round and I we were we were in this place they had put us in temporarily as we were kind of figuring out the next steps in our lives and where we would go and live and, and whatnot. And everyone kind of went their own way. Um, and I. I remember taking the guitar up one morning, I made my coffee and I, I just, I kind of started strumming and I was, I, I really tried to just, literally it sounds, sounds like nothing, you know, it sounds like something you've heard many times, but I really did, I tried to just get out of the way of the guitar and really mm -hmm. just like hear what, you know, hear, hear what Gilda has to say and mm -hmm. this kind of like instrumental thing just um, literally just came out of the guitar quite, um, quite effortlessly. Mm. Um, and that was the, that's the, actually ended up being the first track on the guitar. It's called Gilda's Prelude, uh, Prelude for Gilda. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And, and it just gave me a lot of hope, you know, the idea that this instrument had survived and still had a, so much music in it. And, yeah. you know, what, with all the loss, there was this like light and I kind of tried to hone in on that and, and really, you know, just kind of pull out as much music. Um, as I could, or, or let her, I should say, mm -hmm. um, express music, and, and together we were kind of, you know, a, a team, and I wrote 12 songs, one for each string, it's like a concept I, album. I read that, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, and it's, you know, just a very, very, you know, as you know, 12-string guitar isn't necessarily the most, um, you know, friendly sound on, on every song, mm -hmm. but uh, the, 
the concept of these songs, like it is very much front and center in, in all of the songs and all the songs were, you know, very much written um, with that in mind. And, and, and so it kind of just made sense that the, uh, that, that Gilda's like front and center in terms of the sound of it all. And yeah, two years to the day after I, I was, I was going to release it a year um, after, um, but then with Corona and whatnot and, you know, not being able to, you know, hit the road and do any gigs with it. Um, I kind of delayed it and it was good that I delayed it as well because I kind of it gave it a little bit more breathing time. And yeah, two years to the day after I moved um, Facing Flames featuring Gilda. Yeah. Were you able to share any of this music uh, during the COVID lockdown? Were, were you guys there in Israel locked in like everybody else? Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Um, in fact, they 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 were very very strict here, um, which is how they've managed to get it down to you know the numbers now are, are virtually non-existent. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's, there's new added complications now with new variants and whatnot, but but um, in general they did very well in terms of getting it under control because they were very very strict. I mean, they were like full 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 you know fully fledged lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just once, but several times. Um, but I was, you know, I was um, I was working hard getting this album over the finish line, and I guess it, it was probably a, you know, all for the best in, in, on a personal level in the sense that it kind of gave me that focus to, to pull it over the finish line and, yeah. and get the album Because, of course, we all, all us artists have this disease where if you leave it around for long enough, you manage to convince yourself that the world doesn't need it and it's not important and you don't end up doing anything <laughs> with it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel blessed that uh, it actually is. It exists in the world and it it's out there. And, yeah. So what does it look like now? I, I you know the world opening back up. I I presume that um, you you guys are getting there too. Do you have plans to take this out? Will you tour outside of Israel with it, or will you be exclusive yeah. in that area? No, absolutely. I'm coming to the states um, at the end of. August and September, and you know, I'm I'm got some dates lined up there. Wherever, um, you know, wherever there are places that are still, um, I should say, sorry, wherever there are places that are already uh, opened up somewhat. Sure, yeah, um, um, yeah. I'm, it's it, it's it's really a. I think it probably all of us, the whole music community, it kind of really reminded us just how how precious it is to be able to go out and and make music live for for right. people and that connection and just really gave us all that you know, new found appreciation for it. And, yeah. and, and it's pretty, we all realize how much we missed it. I think not just the musician community, but, but the, the listen, the listener community as oh, well. People sure. like to music and, and it's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we'll be taking it for granted uh, anytime soon. Yeah. At least I hope not. My wife and I just were able to attend a, a fairly large music festival this past weekend. And for a lot of the musicians and bands, um, it was the first time that they were able to play in front of a live audience in 16 months, some of them. Wow. And it was a very emotional experience for many of them. Several of the artists got very emotional on stage, just uh, expressing their gratitude to be able to be there and um, letting the audience know how critical the interaction was and how much it was missed during the time. And so, yeah, I, I, it was very... Um, it was a, a very interesting experience to to be there and feel that energy from the artist and feel the deep appreciation for being able to get back and sharing the craft that way. 
Oh, that's amazing. So, so true. So you have a, a an American tour lined up, or will you will you just try to take them or arrange that when you get here? No, it's uh, it's lined up. Um, by the time this episode goes out, there'll be dates on my website. Great. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm at, at this stage. It's all I'm I'm very much you know independent and and running shop myself. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not exactly going to be a fifty uh, fifty you know fifty day. Uh, tour all over america but I'm, I'm doing whatever i can and um again for me the focus is is literally right now just you know connecting to other human beings through, through yeah. this beautiful that we have as music I'm, I'm just trying to do as much of it as i can and um it's nice it's nice to be able to also just, you know have have an album's with the material that um that was really itching uh you know i was itching to express and, and get that out there so yeah nice yeah have that and you've got other material too right this isn't this isn't your first record. You've recorded some other things. Yeah. Um, I have a band with my brother called the Portnoy Brothers. Um, we're actually currently living in different countries, so we're on a bit of a hiatus. But um, we, we rec- our last record we recorded in Nashville, actually. Cool. Um, yeah, it's called No Complaint. And um, that was a, an amazing experience going to Nashville and, and recording a record there. And I'd never been, it was the first time I'd ever been. And I went from, you know, like never having seen a place. Um, and then three days later leaving it, having, you know, spent every night on music row and recorded an entire album. And I was just like, what? Like, it just yeah. felt like some <laughs> crazy dream. It was like, that's this cool. place is, this place is like a musician's paradise. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Really, really. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. So folks want to reach out, uh, check out your website, uh, try to catch you when you're here in the States. What's the best way to do that? What's your web address and how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So it's israelportnoymusic.com and all of my socials are Israel Portnoy Music. And you can you know reach out to me in any of those places. And uh, I, I just love the advantage that we have you know in 2021 that we can just personally be in touch with people from all over the world um you know it's, it's none of these like hiding behind you know companies anymore it's all it's also personable that it's that yeah. it's one of the advantages of it already isn't it so um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i would love to hear from people and, and you know glad to respond and, and meet new people and um and, and see new places yeah yeah that's awesome well thanks israel i appreciate your story what a uh what a beautiful recovery out of such tragedy and uh, i'm so glad that you were able to find this music and create it out of out of that and get a chance to share it so i wish you well with your tour and and with the the longevity of this record thank you greg i really appreciate that thank you Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 